Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hello! Welcome to Dancers Doing Stuff! This is the first official episode. Wow, I'm so excited that I'm actually doing this. I'm not gonna lie, I was very nervous to start this project. I've been talking about it for years and it was finally time. So, oh, it's really happening now. Yay! Today, you will hear from my friend Michaela Abbottball. She's an incredible dancer who has recently started a balloon garland company. We chat about dance, manifestation, being an entrepreneur, all while making vision boards. This episode was originally streamed live over on my YouTube channel, Essentially Haley, so definitely go check that out. The video is awesome. I share some clips of Michaela dancing, and you can see what we're talking about when we start crafting. All right, let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff Season 2. This episode was recorded on January 20th, which was a very exciting day here in America. Um, I didn't know how the day was going to go, so I purposefully picked my friend Stephanie to be the guest because not only is she a dancer and an educator and a teacher, um, she also is a yoga teacher and she has so much knowledge about you know, mindfulness and meditation. And she actually studied um, a master's program about stress management, which is so cool in psychology. And I just thought she is going to be the perfect person because who knows if anything crazy happens, we will need some healing. But luckily, um, nothing crazy happened. It was just a good day, but she did um, do a guided visualization meditation with us, um, which is such a gift. So that's still in here, um, and I really encourage you to save it. Um, I'm actually, uh, hint, hint, um, I'm officially going to be launching the Patreon for this show and for my YouTube channel on the day after my birthday, which is my birthday is February 23rd. So on February 24th, the Patreon will go live, um, and I'm going to actually cut out the visualization um, meditation and put some music behind it and make it just a separate kind of standalone audio file for you guys if you want to join the Patreon. Um, it'll be $5 or $10 a month depending on which uh, level you choose to join, but it'll be accessible to everyone. So um, that way you can just listen to it whenever you need a little refresher because it was honestly such a gift um, and it felt so great. Um, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. She talks about so many great things and also we have so much fun. So let's get into it. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. What a great day it is for the world. I know um, everyone is probably feeling a little bit of a relief um, and we're going to keep up with that theme today. My guest is a very, very amazing, awesome friend of mine who I met when I was at Smith. Um, she was a grad student there and she is, let me, let me read the official bio since that, that's what we're doing this, this season. And I'm working on my reading skills because apparently that's like not something I have a lot of skill at, but we're, we're learning. So Stephanie Simpson is an artist, coach, educator, and speaker. Drawing on her background in movement, meditation, and psychology, she partners with people, businesses, organizations to achieve their greatest potential by nurturing the connection between the mind, body, and spirit. Skilled at holding space so that people and businesses can get clear on their purpose and align their purpose with their goals. Stephanie empowers her clients to live courageously and to the fullest. So also, not only is she like just 
I mean, that is all so cool and so needed. She is also an amazing dancer. She was a professional dancer, did the whole, you know, she danced commercially and concert dance and everything um, and then you know got her master's and she also teaches at a private school where I teach dance to some of the kids that she teaches at the school which is really cool that we we still are kind of connected in that world so let's bring her in everyone give a big applause yay and I of course muted you because I always forget that so welcome you're here <laughs> hi thanks for having me I yes. also watching that was like oh gosh I miss performing and just literally moving and also moving with people near you I know that's literally like when I was watching that I was like oh my gosh they're so close and they don't have masks like I keep having those <laughs> thoughts even when I watch like regular mm -hmm. movies that were made like years ago mm -hmm. I'll like have that instant thought of like oh, they don't have masks on <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like there's gonna be this integration period that's gonna be really challenging um at some point of yeah it's just it's gonna be different yeah it's like it's oh, it's crazy that it's like we're still we're still here and it's been so long. <laughs> but yeah, but we but as I mentioned, we're on the healing path. We, you know, today brand new day. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. There's hope for the world again. Yay! Everyone on this show knows how I feel about Trump. It's not a secret and I uh, will not hide that. So <laughs> today's a good day. And instead of our craft, so usually what we do is we're always like making a silly little thing. But because you have these amazing skills, I wanted you on especially today because also I didn't really know what was going to happen today and if we were going to need maybe mm. some more... <laughs> uh, what's the right word? Like care. But luckily it was a good day. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we definitely need some help connecting. So I'm gonna actually throw it to you and you're gonna explain what we're doing instead of a craft today. Sure. All right, yeah, and I, and you know, even though it was a great day and uh, nothing traumatic happened, um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes up in people's bodies that's like a constant release, right? Like we don't even realize how much we have internalized and as dancers we have that ability to move which is really helpful um and even though we can still move in our apartments even if it's tiny solos it you know we haven't been able to fully express ourselves the way that we're used to so as we continue to move forward as individuals and a community and a country there's going to be a bunch of releases as we go so um i think it was perfect insight for you to say like let's do something that's a little more self-care parasympathetic nerve system nervous system give back to ourselves yeah big oh, word there that was Anatomy, a big right? word <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what we're gonna do today it's uh one of my favorite guided visualization meditations that i do with groups and clients and um all of that and it's it's a chakra balancing meditation so for people who are not familiar with the chakras, I'll give a little like 101 on them and then we're gonna go through the meditation. Um, since energy is all around us and it's always there and the more we understand energy and our energy and other people's energy, the, the better we can be at managing our own energies, not taking on energy from other people, also not leaking our energies out. So the chakra system comes from um, the Eastern uh, philosophies and modalities. Um, so we have our like aura. So as I teach sixth grade dance every every semester, now quarter, um, and get a lot of your students from <laughs> the lower school up yeah. to me, um, we talk about space, right? Our, our one of our um, elements of dance from Laban. And one of the things I talked to them, I was like, you know how people say like, don't get into my personal bubble. Well, what that really is, is we have our aura, our energy bubble, right? And so our energy like exudes out of us. It's not just in our physical body, right? And what that actually is in Eastern philosophies and modalities is there's all these lines that are called Nadi lines, N-A-D-A. And it's like a map of our energy system and where they cross are called marma points and so there's a bunch of them 
but there's three major knotty lines. One that starts like on this side and then spirals all the way down. The other one starts the other side, spirals all the way down. And then one that goes up and down, kind of like your nervous system, your spinal column, right? And where those intersect are our chakras. So it's interesting to note that one of the ones that spirals is more masculine energy in nature. So it's really identified with like the sun and like go, go, go energy, fierceness, all of that, which is something that our society, especially American culture is kind of stuck in all the time is this masculine energy. And that has nothing to do with actual sex of like male, female. It literally is just energy. We all possess masculine and feminine energy. So the other one is feminine energy and that's associated with the moon and it's associated with more like being, slowing down, um, caretaking and kind of rejuvenating, restoring, reflecting, right? So um, we all have these capabilities yet some of us maybe gravitate one towards the other. And it's really, we want to try to find that balance. So with the chakras, there's seven of them. They start at the base of um, like right outside your, your pelvic floor. Um, and then the second one is your low belly. Uh, the third one is right above your belly button in between your belly button and your rib cage at your solar plexus. Then you have the fourth one is your heart. Fifth is your uh, throat. Sixth is your third eye, as we call it. And then the seventh is right above the crown. So the first and seventh hover outside the body. The other thing that's interesting to know is that chakras, they're, they're orbs, right? So they're not just the front of your body. They're not just the back of your body. They're, they're like spheres, right? And we want them to be balanced, meaning they could be too open and leaking energy, and that's going to do something to us. Or they could be closed and stuck and that can be doing something to us. So we want them to be balanced and moving. Um, and so today we're gonna do one uh, visualization that we are going to tap into that visualization in terms of like really seeing something and like seeing it move as a way of being an anchor. And what we're gonna see is a flickering flame. So that'll be our anchor. It's gonna travel up our body. It's gonna change colors. The colors are associated with the rainbow. So Roy G. Biv going from bottom to top. Um, and then I'm gonna provide some affirmations or mantras in each of the, the, the uh, chakra areas as ways to um, understand the chakra a little more and ways they're all gonna be I am statements. So things that may feel a little uncomfortable as you're saying them to yourself in your head though, just be aware of that. Just notice that. And maybe that's a place for an opportunity for some development and growth if it doesn't feel doesn't feel balanced or doesn't feel aligned with who you are right now. So that's what we're going to do. How does that cool. sound? That sounds amazing. Awesome. Um, and then there's a little surprise at the end of it. But that's, that's where we're going. I like to always give people um, kind of a roadmap uh, of what to kind of expect. So we're going to start by just finding a comfortable position. And for those of you like tuning in, you can even lie down doing this. You can sit up like right now I'm sitting on one my new couch. That's really awesome. Ooh. Actually, side note, <laughs> side note, really. you remember when you were um, asking on Facebook for About a, a new like, adult, like yeah. couch and Steven, the guy in the video and yes. the guy making cookies was yes. like, oh, you get X, Y, and Z from Ikea. Well, I like screenshotted that and for like months, was stocking that couch and now I have it. Is it good? I ended up not, I ended up getting this like futon that's not from Ikea, but did, is it a good couch? Was his recommendation I good? love it. I love it because I had a futon from grad school, which is now a very long time ago, <laughs> that was like falling apart and terrible. And my boyfriend was like, I can't come over anymore because your futon hurts my back. And I was like, okay. So I was like, maybe I should become more of an adult <laughs> and get something. But like you said, like I wanted something that people could also like sleep on when they're like visiting. Exactly. And this is this is great. And because it's like a like kind of like a faux sectional, it is really nice when my boyfriend is here that he can have like one like the chaise part and I can be on the other part and we can actually have space. It it's lovely. Ooh. So anywho, I that, not I just sponsored had to say that. Ikea would like to be. I know. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so we're getting comfortable. Just start to get yourself comfortable. Um, like I was saying, I'm on a couch. I have some pillows behind my low back to help support my back here. You can also be lying down. 
um, whatever is going to make you be able to really just release and surrender into this visualization and guided meditation. Um, and then if it's comfortable for you, uh, begin by closing your eyes. And if closing your eyes doesn't feel good to you, you can always just take a soft gaze down and just kind of let like your focus just kind of go blurry. And we're going to begin first by just bringing our awareness to our breath. So no need to like shift anything with your breath. You're just being aware of it. You're observing it. The inhale and the exhale. And then as you slow yourself down right now, there's a lot of excitement and energy today. So even just coming here and tuning into your breath is going to shift the way your nervous system is. Begin to imagine in like this, your mind's eye, the screen of your mind, um, a flickering flame. And it's, it's usually easier to imagine something that's bigger in size and that's actually moving when we're visualizing rather than like stagnant and small. So as you're imagining this flickering flame, allow the flame to drop down and go to right outside your pelvic floor to your root chakra and imagine the flame shifting to a color of red. Our root chakra is all about safety, community, our basic human needs, being supported. And so as we visualize this red flickering flame, say to yourself, I am safe, I am supported. I am safe, I am supported. And then on your next exhale, let that flickering flame travel up slowly to the low belly, your sacral chakra, second chakra, and shift to a color of orange. This sacral second chakra is all about creativity. It's about sexuality, sensuality, flow, just like the idea of water and movement here. It's connected to like the hip area. So this has a lot to do with relationship of self, relationship with others. And so here, while we're imagining this orange flickering flame, say to yourself, I am creative. I am in flow. I am creative. I am in flow. And then you can allow the flame to travel up a little higher, right above the belly button, below the ribs, your solar plexus, shifting to a color of yellow. And here in your third chakra, this is your power, your willpower, your fierceness, your self-esteem. It's like that, the gut instinct, um, the motivation, your, your, your motivation to move forward. So here we're going to say to ourselves as we visualize this yellow flickering flame, I am fierce. I am powerful. I am fierce. I am powerful. And then the flame floats up to your heart center and your chest area, shifting to the color of green. And here at our fourth chakra, the heart center, this is all about compassion, forgiveness of ourselves and therefore then others. How can we be grace? How can we give grace to ourselves, to others? How can we be empathetic, compassionate, forgiving, gentle? And so here, as you imagine that green flickering flame, you say to yourself, I am loved, I am loving, I am lovable. I am loved, I am loving, I am lovable. And 
And then on your next exhale, let the flame float up to your throat, to your fifth chakra, shifting to a color. And your throat chakra is all about speaking your truth, being heard, being seen, being recognized and acknowledged for you, for who you are. Very much connected to our second chakra and actually our jaw and our hips are very much aligned. If your jaw is tight, typically your hips will be tight. So if you're ever doing pigeon pose or any uh, hip openers, check in with your jaw and see if you can relax there and release there a little more. So as we visualize this blue flickering flame in our throat and jaw area, we say to ourselves, I speak my truth. I am heard, recognized, and acknowledged. I speak my truth. I am heard, recognized, and acknowledged. And then the flame begins to travel up to your third eye, your sixth chakra. So right in between where the two eyebrows are on the forehead and it shifts to a color of indigo. And this third eye, this is our wisdom. This is our wisdom, wisdom of teachings, um, whatever you believe in, uh, truth, wisdom of truth, the wisdom of the self. We all have everything we need inside of us. Sometimes it just needs to be uncovered. Sometimes the energy just, the little rocks need to be moved away and obstacles to allow everything to flow. And we know what it is right here in our internal wisdom, our higher self. And so here, as we visualize this indigo flickering flame, we say to ourselves, I am curious, I am wise. I am curious, I am wise. And then we allow the flame to float up right above the crown of our head, outside of the body, to our seventh chakra, our final chakra, shifting to a color of violet. And this seventh chakra is our connection to source. And source may mean different things to people. It may be collective consciousness. It may be God. It may be higher power. It may be mother nature, um, whatever that may be for you, it is the connection to the greater. And so here, as we visualize this violet flickering flame, we say to ourselves, I am divinely perfect. I am perfectly divine. I am divinely perfect. I am perfectly divine. And to close our practice today, we're going to imagine that this flickering flame just begins to almost like pixie dust, like Tinkerbell pixie dust. It opens up and it creates this energy bubble around us, really giving color to our aura and our sphere. And whatever color comes up for you is the perfect color. And this sphere is not something that is closing us off from other people but it's protecting us. It's allowing us to see and interact with other people and their energies and their colors and their bubbles. Yet it's allowing us to maintain our energy for ourselves so that we're not leaking into somebody else's bubble or we're not taking in other people's bubbles, other people's energies, that we are keeping our balance. And this bubble, this energy bubble, it's always there for you. You can always tap into it. There to support you and protect you. And let's all take a collective inhale through the nose. And this time letting it out the mouth, maybe a little sigh. We'll do that one more time. Inhale through the nose. And exhale out the mouth. Ah. When you're ready, just 
taking a little movement, wiggling the fingers and the toes, maybe slowly opening the eyes, taking a nice focus down, and then slowly letting your focus come back to wherever you are. Maybe it's the screen. Um, and you can just kind of shake that out. Thank you so much for that. That was such a gift to give to everyone watching and listening. That is like, oh, I definitely needed that. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to re-listen to that. And I encourage people to just keep re-watching and listening to that because I think, like you said, it is going to be, it's going to be a journey to get us to a good place because it's been so crazy for so long yeah 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 oh and apologies for my (laughs) my nose i'll cut that (laughs) out in the in the audio version but wow yeah now i'm like so relaxed i feel so great i would love to talk to you a little bit about just your dance background since i know we kind of flipped it backwards a little bit, but um, we'll definitely get into how you how you got into all of no- that knowledge that you just shared with us. But I want to start out with just talking about a little bit about your background in dance and where you grew up and, and how you started dancing. Yeah, sure. So I grew up in Connecticut in a town called West Hartford. Um, and dance was the first thing that my parents put me in. They put me in like a creative movement class that like, a studio, you know, a typical studio. I have vivid memories of my first recital where I was a little chick and we had like these little like hats that had like glitter sequins all over it and this like yellow, you know, like the typical like tutu, two-year-old like sort of thing. And I think that what we did in that class was all like pointing and flexing and then like, running a circles and everything. I think our whole dance had to do with that and going in circles one way, circles another way, and then running off, you know? Yeah, I love um, it. And so that's how I started. And I just fell in love with it. You know, I've done a lot of different things growing up and dance seems to be the thing that I can never shake. <laughs> um, and so from there, I just expanded what I was doing from taking a jazz class to then tap. I started tap pretty early on. My The studio um, owner uh, was a former Rockette, so tap was a big thing. So um, cool. Yeah, my dream was to be a Rockette, but I'm not tall enough. Um, I'm nowhere near close to being tall enough. <laughs> yeah, I auditioned once when I lived out in L.A., and it, they, don't, they, don't, um, they don't measure you until you get further along. But I thought that maybe I could like slide by because I come across as being taller than I am. But then when I went in my small group and they put you in a triangle, I was with like two giants and then me. And I was like, well, there's no way that they're going to put me oh through Oh, my this. God. Anyway, <laughs> so I did tap. I did creative movement. I did ballet, um, jazz, everything like lyrical. I don't even know if that still exists as yeah. like a genre really. <laughs> Um, hip hop, salsa, all this sort of stuff at my studio. And that was pretty typical studio setting, you know, recital every year. And then um, I started getting into theater when I was like 10, um, both acting and musical theater. And at this place that no longer exists anymore, but called Hartford Children's Theater, I met this wonderful woman named Heidi, who was a modern dancer. And I didn't know what modern dance was. And when I, uh, I took her like modern dance class during a summer session and she then had a youth dance company a youth modern dance company which now is like doesn't seem as like um uh like a pioneering thing but way right. back when I was 11 that didn't exist like now yeah. a lot of pre-professional ballet programs like you have to do modern you have to do contemporary but like back in the day that was not a thing and so I am always really grateful for her Um, because she started her own youth modern dance company and it was a company like a professional company would be, but for 11 to 18 year olds. And we had different levels from being an apprentice to a junior member, to a senior member. When I was a senior in high school, I got to be the rehearsal director. 
And mm-hmm. the whole thing, we had a concert, not a recital. Um, oh. And the, yeah, and the concert was like 95% choreographed by the company members, the students. She did That's like awesome. one full company piece. Yeah, she did one full company piece. She did a senior piece, not like seniors in high school, but senior members. And then she did, we had a signature piece called Helping Hands. Um, and that was always a, a gift and a treasure to be in. And then we all, if you were at a certain level in the company, you could propose a um, a dance. And you had to propose like the concept, the how many dancers. You had to say what your envision was for music and for costumes, like the full works, right? And then she chose what dances got like greenlit um and accepted for that year and then she created a rehearsal schedule with the rehearsal director so students and we rehearsed twice a week um saturdays like literally almost all day and we put on a a concert a dance concert at the end of the year it still exists that is such Um, a great experience for kids to have like it sounds like you're in an actual company which like you don't get to really experience when you're that young yeah Yeah, and um, it still exists. When I was in it, it was called City Arts Youth Dance Ensemble. Now it's called Figment. Um, They still do stuff. Even during this time, they've been doing things. They have a benefit every beginning of each season where people can sponsor dances as a fundraiser. I mean, it's literally like you're a professional in a professional company. And I remember specifically what she was training us in was improvisation, choreography, um, and then modern dance principles. So we had a set warm up, like you would a company warm up, and then we did different improvisation scores. Um, and then we got into rehearsal. And so you had to be taking technique classes elsewhere because mm. that was what you did there. So I mean, really, when I as I'm talking about it now, I'm like, yeah, that was like really setting you up to know what it was like to be in a professional yeah, company. That sounds and amazing. I knew that. Yeah, I knew that going through it, but it's like really amazing as you get older to like reflect on that and know that it was really, it was really a a pioneering thing at the time. So I did both the studio, the modern dance company, and then musical theater pretty much all the way up through high school. And then decided that I wanted to go to school for dance for college um, and ended up going to Rutgers University in New Jersey at Mason Gross. Um, I only was there for a year, uh, mostly because I got there and I was like, oh, modern dance can be very weird. And I don't know that that's <laughs> what I wanted to <laughs> It's such, it's, it can be so many things, can't it? And we, we experienced yeah. that probably at Smith too. It's, it's a wide genre <laughs> of exactly. things that fall under modern dance. <laughs> Yeah. And so I was a little like, you know, I don't know that this is what I'm ready for. I really missed musical theater. And so I ended up transferring to Emerson College in Boston and um, actually kind of I changed my major. I went to I went there for TV video production and, you know, auditioned for the dance team. So I was on the dance team. I became a member of the dance company and then really missed dancing. So I was like, well, they have a dance program here. Maybe I'll minor in it. And the head of the program at the time, Janet Kraft, was like, well, you kind of have all the credits that you need to minor in it. Why don't you make your own major? And I was like, I can do that. So I ended up making my own major, combining dance theater, TV video production, and then marketing. Because I was like, I'm going to make my own. Let's just throw on more things. That was literally so smart, like, to put all those things. Because those are the things that regular dance majors need and don't have. So, like... Yeah, that was like before social media popped off. So that is like genius of you. Wow. Well, thank you. You're an innovator. Um, and, You're the first influencer. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Emerson, for those who don't know, has like a really big presence out in Los Angeles. So and we have a program and actually a campus out there now. So I ended up going there my last semester of college which then changed a lot of the trajectory for me because once I graduated, I ended up moving out there. Um, And and right before I moved out there, actually my last two years of of undergrad, I danced uh, professionally for the WNBA back in Connecticut, which was like a dream come true Um, and so much fun. And uh, maybe I'll go back as like an old (laughs) Laker girl or something someday. But um, (laughs) so 
that was such a fun experience and kind of brought together other passions of mine of like basketball and sports and everything and being able to bring them together. So moved out to LA and when I was out in LA, I actually, my first year there did mostly, um, production work. I worked in, I worked behind the scenes, uh, as a PA in both TV and film. Um, and then actually worked in advertising for a little while, uh, in entertainment advertising and learned a lot there and then learned that like I needed to go pursue my dreams. So I quit my job without having one (laughs) and then became a freelancer for three years while I was out there and really did everything I was doing before. So I, I was in a couple of modern dance companies. I was doing musical theater. I was auditioning for commercial work. I was doing commercial work, some music videos and, and uh, danced for a, I was a backup dancer for uh, an up and coming pop artist at the time. Um, Just like everything and anything you could do. Uh, And then also uh, started coaching um, then and started directing and choreographing musicals mostly and did really well actually for a little while and then decided I want to go back to grad school, which brought me back to the East Coast, back to Smith, um, got my MFA there. And then from Smith, I mean, then from there, I, I started a dance company with Steven and yeah. uh, this girl, Rebecca. Called we dance heard Studio. rumors that there could be a, a reuniting uh, situation, yeah. which yes. the fans want. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it can be a rumor. It has to happen. Like, if I'm saying it now, and it's broadcasting live, it has <laughs> to happen. Um, this is but the yeah, second that time for- that it's been said. So now it's like... It's happening. Gotta happen. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, so we did that and it was a great, it was wonderful. I mean, we still say we have it because we have a, a website that is still there. So it's the the Ethernet in the internet is um Ethernet is holding the space <laughs> for the company. Um and yeah, that was a lot of fun. We did a couple of tours and we performed in a lot all up in the East Coast, up and down the East Coast, um, as well as on the West Coast. And um then I got hired to build the dance program at the private school here in New York City. Um, and I've been there for eight years now. And so I developed the program from sixth grade to 12th grade. Also their musical theater program, direct and choreograph their upper school musical. Um, and that's, and then I coach for a, um, a coaching company called My College Audition, uh, started by an Emersonian. And I coach kids to get into performing arts programs. So whether it's dance or musical theater. um, And I do both their dance coaching and mental training coaching for them, which is the other thing that I do. And went back to grad school a couple years ago, again, here uh, (laughs) at Columbia University for psychology to really be able to bring everything together. Wow. That is just like, you've taken everything from everywhere and like put your perfect concoction together. And that's just so cool how you, like, I don't know. I think a lot of people get like so focused that like you can only do this one thing to be a successful person in the arts or a dancer or something but it's like so clear I mean it's kind of we're kind of all over the place today because usually it's like dance and then other stuff but it's just so awesome how you have so easily meshed all of those things together like seamlessly it's kind of silly to even separate our talk of like dance and then non-dance stuff because and like that should be the goal you know like that's that's like what I want like I I, I want to be a full person and you know I think that that is like that is just so awesome like hearing it all like lined out like that it's just so inspiring so I love that <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's interesting because even as recently as a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to somebody and they're like, I hope you don't take offense to this, but I really enjoy all your meandering. And I was like, I mean, I don't take offense to that. I don't actually look at it as meandering because to me, it all see it all makes sense. And yeah. I think you, you hit the nail on the head of like, we're taught so much that like there's there's a path, right? And that there's this thing. And I was one of those people. I would ask people all the time. So what did you do to get to where you are? so that I could do those same things. And really there isn't any one path. And I think when it comes down to it, not I think, I know, because I've done a lot of work on myself about this, is that to me it all makes sense because 
to me, my purpose, like if I create, if I had, and I have done this, but like created my mission statement, my purpose statement, it's about creating spaces where people feel seen and acknowledged and heard and validated and supported for who they are completely in an authentic way, right? And that they're free to do that. And one of the vehicles of which I do that is through dance, whether it's choreographing a dance and performing it, whether it's facilitating a dance class, like I don't consider myself a teacher. I consider myself a facilitator of education. And, you know, like whether it's on like a podcast or whether it's coaching someone, like there's there's different vehicles in which we can do that. And dance was a way that I found my voice and was a way for me to express myself. I also think it was the universe in God's way of helping me get out of my head and be like, get into your body. And that's why I my coaching practice comes from this holistic mind, body, spirit, spirit practice. There's a lot of somatics. It's about getting into your body because uh, many people in this world are not in their bodies, they're in their heads. And if you got into your body and really got into your body, it can get scary because you're like, oh, I'm feeling all these things and now I have to act on them or not. But it's really empowering and liberating to know that like you have all the answers inside you and that your body is going to tell you what's working and not working. Ooh, mic drop. Wow, that was awesome. I love that. <laughs> oh, no, I it just makes me so excited to hear you talk about like everything that you cuz it does it makes it just seems like it just it makes sense and it's so necessary and so needed in this world. So, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> um, oh, you're welcome. So, we're going to get into our first game. Let Ooh, me get yay. my graphics. Let me get my <laughs> I have no rhyme or reason for which sound effect I pick. It's different every time. But we are going to do Would You Rather. And I always like to preface and say, don't worry, it's not anything too crazy because it's a pre-made game. So it's not going to be too scandalous. It's all very PG. So don't worry. But if anyone out there who's watching would like to participate, or even if you're watching afterwards, or even if you're listening to the podcast and you want to message me, um, let us know what you would pick. Because it's always a really fun way to hear what, like how people's brain works, how people's brains work with these silly little questions. So I randomly picked two. Our first one, would you rather be covered head to toe in luminous green fur or feel an eternal unquenchable thirst? Oh, I think the green fur. Same. I would definitely pick the fur. Yeah. 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 That was kind of an easy one. Okay, let me see. Pick randomly. Would you rather live alone on the moon or have visible farts? (laughs) (laughs) I think I would just go with the visible farts. Like... I don't want to be alone. I know, yeah. And, like, maybe they'd be pretty. Maybe it wouldn't be, like... I know. Like, I was thinking, like, a unicorn fart, you know? Like, maybe there's, like, like sparkles. I don't know, like, glitter that comes out yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd pick that, too. It'd be really sad to be on the moon. We've had enough isolation this year. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. Last one. Let me pick random. Would you rather burp once every 30 seconds for all eternity? or live in a shed in the middle of a desert. Both very undesirable. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I mean, I think I have to go with the burp one because at least then I can go other places. Or Yeah, and like a shed probably doesn't have air conditioning if you're in the desert. I know. And no Wi-Fi. Yeah, would... yeah. yeah the no air conditioning would be challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if you were living in that shed in the desert with the, like, unquenchable thirst? Oh, no. That might be what hell is. Yeah, I think that is. I think that is hell. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Let me. Can I just announce, because I'm really proud and excited about it, I got my first dose of the vaccine last Friday. Oh, my God. You get an applause for that. That is so exciting. Did you cry? Did you have like an emotional response? I did. Yeah. I did. Yes. Not because it hurt. I was just like so overwhelmed and it was amazing. And the volunteers at the location I was at were so great. And they, once you finished, you had to go into the, it was at a school. I had to go to the gym and we sat socially distant for 15 minutes to make sure nothing happened. 
and the volunteers were all like, congrats, congrats. And I was like, it's like I finished the marathon. Like I felt, I felt the same high that day when I did the same way I did when I finished the New York City Marathon. Um, I was just so excited. Um, I personally, for anyone who's interested, I personally did not have any reactions. Um, I get the flu shot every year and usually I, my arm is sore for a few days and that didn't even happen with this, but that's my experience. Um, but it's good to share. Yeah. It's good to share those kind of stories. Cause I know that a lot of people, I mean, there's so much misinformation and there's so much just like fear and stress and anxiety about it. So that is so exciting. Cause that's like one more step towards this being over. Like I'm so excited yeah. for everyone to get their vaccine. Yay. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. And then that's a perfect transition also, because I wanted to talk to you about some of your other like passions outside of dance. And I know that you did run the marathon, which is so cool. And obviously you love sports and all of that. So like share with everyone some of your other passions. Yeah. So I did the New York City Marathon twice, actually. And I was not a runner beforehand. So I actually, um, and it's funny because being a dancer, I wasn't, I played sports growing up. But then once I focused on dance, like solely, I was told like, you shouldn't run as a dancer. Yes, that's, I I literally cannot run if someone is chasing me i will drop into a ball and just say take me it's over i would not survive a chase like that's i would die (laughs) Haley, i also could not run very well and like like literally running down the block i was like out of breath and like wheezing and i decided i wanted to do the marathon i decide and it's a whole other story of how that came about but i literally decided the day of watching the marathon in 2016 and I was on that starting line in 2017. So it is and possible. It's a process. You have to qualify. You have to do a lot of stuff to run the marathon. Yes. Well, I ended up raising money for a wonderful organization called Girls on the Run, New York City. So because I raised money for a charity, I got um, an automatic spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was the running community is an amazing community. I just reached out to friends and was like, this is what I'm trying to do. I learned so much about myself. I was such a different person going through that because it was like the confidence of just at the end of the day, it's you that's running. Right. So like you get to choose whether you want to keep going or not. And that's like a whole different process, right. Of learning about yourself and accountability and just, knowing it's really mental. It's very much mental. It actually took a lot of what I do with my clients. And I was like, Oh, I got to start doing that for myself in order to succeed in this. So it was very, that was a wonderful experience. So running was a thing. I wish I'd been doing more of it now, but I haven't, but maybe I'll get back to that. Um, what are other things I do? Well, I'm a yoga teacher, so I do love yoga. I love like crystals and like astrology and like full moons, new moons, pulling cards and all of that. That's like Mm. all in my wheelhouse. Um, I'm obsessed with like law and order SVU and criminal minds and like (laughs) crime dramas that also bring in psychology. Love all of that. That's the Scorpio in me. And what else do I really like? I mean, I feel like that kind I really love the color purple as in like the actual color. I mean, the show and the movie are really great too, but the the color I really love. So those are kind of my favorite color. Yeah, it's a great color. So those are kind (laughs) of my, um, my things outside of dance. Yeah, I love that. And I, I mean, we've already said this, but I feel like you do have such a great balance of, you know, being a full human. And like, it's very clear that you see the value of, you know, one, having the arts in everyone's life. And then two, for artists, having some non-arts in your life as well. I think it's just, it's like you were talking about even at the beginning before we did the the guided um, visualization, like just balance is so important and so much has been off balance in the world. And I think like, I feel like everyone I know has been like this, but the people who seem to be doing the most well or whatever, however you can quantify that, like, balance is like the key and that's like one of the reasons why I wanted to start talking to people about this is because it's like if I can like learn anything from like the little bits of how people are are successful or whatever that means and it really does seem to be a key that I keep seeing so Mm -hmm. keep it up yeah I love it I think that's great 
Right? <laughs> well, it's time for... Let me get my other... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Question time. So, as I always say, these are some fun questions, loosely color uh, organized, and mostly from a website of questions to ask your dad. So, we're going to randomly pick four. Hopefully we get some good ones and we don't get some re oh no. I'm already I'm already vetoing that one. Because I've done it before. We've got our questions. Pick a color. Right. Well we're gonna have to go purple because my favorite color. Are you close with your family? Oh yeah, I am pretty close with my family. It's um, my immediate family is pretty small. It's just me, my dad, my mom, and my sister. Um and you know, we go in and out of like what close looks like. Uh, but, you know, I talk to my mom in some sort of fashion almost every day. And then um, my dad and I connect a lot on sports. So um, we'll talk about that. And then my sister is also a teacher. So we'll talk and she grew up dancing oh. as well. Um, and now is like really into nutrition and fitness. So we have a lot of similarities and like we support each other on things like that. So yeah. Oh, that's a, that sounds great. Okay, pick another quest, another color. Orange. There's secretly different colors on the other side, so I have to really like oh. focus. <laughs> that's why it looks like I'm like, what color? I know colors. <laughs> Don't <awesome>. worry. <laughs> Ooh, okay, this is a new one that no one's gotten before. What is the best joke you've ever heard? Oh my gosh. It's um, so hard to come up with jokes right on the spot. I know that's really I, hard. I, <laughs> what is the best joke I've ever heard? I I have gotten like I literally am like I've never heard a joke. That's what I'm thinking now. <laughs> that's not true. Um <laughs> I don't know that I'm gonna be able to come up with one on the spot right now. I know I would not be able to. I'm like trying to think like what's the last time that like I like really laugh at a joke bless you that's you know what i'm doing for a long time (laughs) there you go you know what's coming up in my head right now i'm like okay you watch friends a lot what are some jokes that friends in the friends episodes are there and i can't think of any right now we'll have to Um, just we'll have to come back to that we'll think of a joke and we'll we'll put it in the show notes we'll put it in the facebook group everyone join the facebook group dancers doing stuff Tell us your best joke. Tell us your best joke in the comments also. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Next one. Blue. All right. Name one thing you would change about each person in the room. Well, there's only (laughs) you in the room or me in the virtual room. So that's a tricky question. One, One thing I would change, I would change for both of us that we could be in the same room together. What I can't imagine what that would be like. One day, one day we'll be able to be indoors with other people. <laughs> That's right. That's oh what goodness. I would change. Oh, this is a really good one to end it out with. Okay. What motivates you to get up every morning? Oh, that is a good one. I mean, I think it's different every day. You know, one of the things that um, I love about being an artist and the different ways that I embody being an artist is that every day looks different you know even when I'm teaching at the school I don't have the same schedule every day there's different classes that I'm teaching different workshops I'm doing um and then with like my coaching business and consulting business I get to speak with people all the time I have different clients I'm seeing on a weekly basis I get to do things like this um so just the fact that like every day is a different day and it's a new day and I get to see how it goes. <laughs> and when I'm in a good space, I'm like, every day is a new day that I get to create and it's a miracle and it's magical. And sometimes I just have to tell myself that even when I don't believe it, because um, it is technically true. It's a magical day and miracles are just around the corner. And uh, But yeah, that I think is what gets me gets me out of bed. I love that. And our last official question, I can't believe we're already at this point, but what brings out your most creative self? Yeah. So I was thinking about this. Um, Most creative self. I'm not even going to lie. The first thing that comes to mind is like a glass of wine. Um, Because... (laughs) 
<laughs> because I feel like when I have like a glass of wine, I just kind of settle and then my brain just kind of settles, right? And then I'm able to just kind of think of ideas. However, if glass of wine isn't something I can do, because <laughs> that's not something I can do all the time. Um, I really love walking. And I will say something that I was able to reconnect with during this pandemic was walking and um, getting into podcasts and like listening to a podcast or listening to books on Audible. And I really, that helps me to the walking at least like actually helps me to like release a lot of stress, which makes sense. Um, where I live in New York City, there's actually a lot of trees around. So like I can go to places that feel like more like nature. Um, and then listening to people talk about things that I'm interested in, it allows me to like stop doing the stuff I was doing before and then start making connections that I wouldn't have normally made. Um, and then my boyfriend always makes fun of me because I have about like 800 notes on my like iPhone in the notes section, because as soon as I get an idea, I will like write it in there and knowing that like, sometimes it'll come to fruition right away. Sometimes it won't, but there are notes that are in there from like six years ago that like now mm -hmm. I'm like, no, now's the time to do this, you know? So, um, and what I used to do, and I am looking at them in my bookcase right now, I have a ton of notebooks that have the same sort of thing. So the note section has become my like virtual notebook. And it's amazing to see some of the through lines in some of my ideas. And so then that has helped me to create like themes for like my work and my life. And also some things that, yeah, didn't make sense like six years ago for me to do, but now do, you know, in this time. So walking, listening to things, reading things, um, watching stuff. So like whether it's dance or I love um, I love classical music, but like specifically and, and I love John Williams. He's like my favorite. Um, and so like listening to John Williams while I'm doing work or any other classical stuff and then um I love Pixar movies. So just kind of like doing different things that then help me to clear the clutter. And then I'm going to say this as the last thing is a lot of things come to me in my dreams. Mm. So like I, and the times that I don't wake up and write them down, I usually never remember it. And I know that I had a great dream, but I can't remember. So that's I've been better at That's the worst feeling. Oh, that's the worst yeah. feeling. So I would say all of those sorts of things. That sounds great. All of those things are great. I want to do all of those things. I want to do everything that you talk about. So where can people find you? Obviously for our visual uh, viewers, you can see I have your Instagram for your coaching set up, but tell the audio listeners where they can find you. Sure. So on Instagram, it's Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E Simpson, S-I-M-P-S-O-N coaching. Um, Facebook, it's the same thing. Stephanie Simpson coaching. Um, LinkedIn, I think it's, a, yeah. oh, it's the same thing. I think on All LinkedIn. All the links are in the description. So make sure you check those out. And then my website is stephanie-simpson.com. And, um, you know, you can message me on any of those. The e my email is just stephanie at stephanie-simpson.com. So um, I always love chatting with people. And um, something that I'm going to be starting in, I haven't decided exactly when, but if people are interested, they can email me and get on a wait list for it is um, I developed a stress management workbook a few years ago, um, and it's a holistic interactive guidebook to redefine your relationship with stress. Um, stress management was what I did my thesis on at Columbia, uh, and it's really a wonderful 21-day workbook. It gives you 21 different tools from these seven different categories. They all really bring in the holistic aspect to it. Right. And so I'm going to be doing a group coaching program around that. So it's going to be, you get the workbook and then you'll have three group coaching calls. I'm debating between three or four, but I think it'll be three mm -hmm. coaching calls, one beforehand, one in the middle of you doing the workbook and then one at the end. Um, so anyone who is like, you know, I'm really wanting to redefine my relationship with stress or, you know, I want to be able to not let stress dictate my life and be able to use it in a way that's facilitating, this would be a great program. And if you're like, I need accountability, that's the reason why I'm adding the group coaching part to it so that we have accountability, we have community in it. Um, 
and it'll be uh, at a price point that I think is more manageable than maybe doing a full-on coaching program with me. Though if someone's interested in that, you can find information on my website or you can um, email me and I always do 30-minute free discovery calls if anyone is interested in that. So um, those are the two things that I'm like right now kind of offering to the world. Nice. I love all of that. Sounds so great. Everyone definitely go hit her up, check her out, subscribe on Instagram or whatever it's called. Follow on Instagram, subscribe here on YouTube. I've blown my nose so many times that I think I blew part of my brain out. So (sighs) that's what that was. But definitely if you want to connect, uh, join the Dancers Doing Stuff Facebook group and make sure you follow us on Instagram at Dancers Doing Stuff. Um, if you want to find me, you can always find me at just Haley Grove or Essentially Haley on YouTube and Instagram for the DIY kind of fun stuff over there. And yeah, um, this podcast episode will go out not this Friday, but I believe next Friday. So definitely. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify, Google. Apparently, there are like a lot of other places where podcasts exist and that should be there too. But, you know, I think most people just stick with Apple and Spotify. But, you know, we don't discriminate against the other platforms as well. So they're there too. But on that note, I think it is time for us to remember what we learned at the beginning of this and... Have a great day because it's the start of a new presidency. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I love what you're doing and I love your energy. And it's been um, a, just an absolute pleasure to, to speak with you tonight. Oh, yay. I'm so glad. And I'm sure we'll keep talking even after the podcast is done. So let's right. say goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everyone. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.